7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review podcast. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. You know this. This week it was my turn and I chose Nano Golf colon Puzzle Putting from Nitro Me. Nitro Me. It is Nitro Me. Nitro Me. I'm going to stick with Nitro Me. I think that's I think that's for the best. Although they are a London-based game studio, not the Italian-based game studio we once predicted. <laughs> no. More like Nitro me. <laughs> Oi, mate, got any Nitro me? Oh. <laughs> so this is a golf game. Yes, sir. It is. This is a mini golf game, a putt putt game. Mm. Are you familiar with the term putt putt? Is that different from crazy golf? What is? I think crazy golf sounds like an actual like you're using actual clubs and you swing <laughs> or is it like crazy taxi <laughs> it's like you know get the golf ball through the windmill putt the ball into the cat's butt so it comes out of his mouth and then using a putter yeah okay it's Similar the same deal. thing yeah but with less craziness happening <laughs> crazy it's crazy what do you play in florida say when you're you know when you're bored of disneyland and you're like, oh, what should we do? It's mini Let's golf. Go and find mini golf yeah. or putt okay. putt. Okay. Yeah, they call it either mini golf or putt putt. In these but you don't here differentiate Americas. between the slightly more serious and then the slightly wackier ones. Oh, I see. Like there, there are the serious wacky ones, golf. right? You know, you're right. It doesn't have like a cat's butt that you have to like <laughs> shoot. Why did I go to that? <laughs> I don't know. Subconscious. That's weird. <laughs> do better next time. So, yes, it is crazy, wacky golf, and it has a nice little arcade twist to it. It if does. If you're familiar with maybe some of the previous golf games I've made you play, such as that 3D one. Vista. 3D- ah. Vista Golf. I remember it because it was like... It's named after your favorite operating system? Yep. I've played uh, Silly Stickman, Super Stickman Golf 3. Four. Three five, or four, whatever, yeah. by Noodle Cake. I remember the Noodle Cake. <laughs> right. All the important details Sam remembers. But this is far more arcadey. It starts off pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. But then, as you progress through the worlds, it gets a little bit crazier. There's lasers, little... Boss fights. Uh, yeah, never got to a boss fight, which they promised in the show notes. Yeah. You know, I, I'm still waiting for that one. I kind of... I, I, I was at... I, was, I reached one course mm-hmm. where you had to run away from something. I suspect mm. that that is a boss and there's even crazier world where you're stuck under a pyramid and you can only see certain parts of the course as you golf around it. Oh, interesting. So there's like a fog of war that unravels or clears up as you progress through the track. Right. It's the fog of golf. Fog. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, just so like the just like the mornings of Scotland where golf was created. Oh, yes. It's a, it's the total callback. Ah, oh, those foggy creeks. Cliffs That's and hills. <laughs> You're playing golf. The mechanic is you pull back with your thumb, or you can reverse it in the in the settings, or you push mm. forward and then you let go. Yep, I found that a lot more enjoyable to use than we did Vista Golf. Right, if memory serves. So I think Vista Golf was a little bit wacky. <laughs> Vista Golf was really weird. Yeah, you know. um, this does feel like it's it's sticking to more of the golf. Uh, paradigms that we know and love. <laughs> um, also, like the ball physics actually feels pretty good. Right. Like, the ball does feel pretty good. The ball moves in ways that you suspect it to move on a grassy field rather than concrete. <laughs> <A swamp. laughs> yeah. You know, your your ball is your ball actually feels like it has weight. It moves around, bounces on things nicely. 
Yes, the correct wheat, the <laughs> golf ball wheat. Right. I think that was one of our main complaints about Vista Golf was... Not like a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would love to see someone try to hit a bowling ball with a golf club. That would be great. That's, there must be a YouTube video of that somewhere. That, that seems like... that's That deserves the name Crazy Golf right there. <laughs> oh my God, we just invented a new sport right here. Right here, right now. I call it heavy golf. <laughs> CrossFit golf. <laughs> and the ball comes back to you once you get a hole in one. And then you have to do a kettlebell lift and a burpee, and that's how you win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also has a bunch of pleasing 8-bit graphics. It does. It is very 8-bit terrific. Yeah, you know I'm a sucker for that. It I is. liked it. It's pretty. Uh, Sam, to your eyes? Yeah. So once again, it has like a limited color palette, which I tend to like. Like, it makes things feel a little bit more unified. It does make it more pleasing to the eye than rat having like savage colors enter your eyeballs. Oof. Yeah, no one likes that. No one likes that. Um, but it also uses one of my favorite game engines. It uses um, Game Maker. How do you know this, Sam? Have you done your research? I have done a little <laughs> bit of research. I was like, who is this Nitro me people? And uh, look, this, is, this seems to be like their first game. Uh, but they've used the Game Maker engine, which is popular in making like these uh, lower bit games, but makes it super efficient where it runs really quickly on all platforms or runs really well on all platforms. And so you can make it on like Windows or or now uh, your Apple com- computer <laughs> and it will render out these games for different platforms. Hmm, interesting. I Because I think I tried to look them up and I got the feeling that they were kind of like a catch app. Mm. kind of deal where they just churn out a bunch of games or try and license a whole bunch of games yeah i didn't see anything else in looking, their... i mean their website gives oh right me a migraine just looking at it <laughs> <laughs> oh i was looking at their apps like their their phone mm. apps this does seem to be like their first phone app game i think they have maybe licensed a bunch of stuff maybe under other names because they have a lot oh my god this website is horrific to navigate well, they have five pages of apps. Oh, wow. I don't know what I was looking at. Yeah. So the reason I was looking at this was because I wanted to get in contact with the developer because this game crashes all the freaking time. Hmm. I don't know. Did you have this experience? I didn't. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What version of iOS are you are you on? I'm on the latest one. 11.3. <laughs> this is great radio. <laughs> There was this podcast where the two hosts compared what versions of iOS they were on. You must listen to it. I am on 11.3. I'm on 11.3 as well. Hmm. Oh, we have the same phone. But look, look at this. It'll crash. It does eight have times like a little, little glitchy thing no. happening in the beginning. But no, look at this. It cra- <laughs> huh. Which was one of my first bad points. This crashes a lot. Yeah, I didn't notice any me. of the crashing. You, you gave me That's like a heads up about it. Uh, yeah. last week but i tried to look out for it but i didn't get any crashes i was just pleased by the pixely graphics that's all i was doing is there anything else that you'd like to mention about the game <laughs> it's pretty straightforward yeah you know there's like a nice I, puzzly element um the thing that i really appreciated was the quick restart if you could get it to start no <laughs> right the quick restart on each level so if you happen to like mess up that first shot mm, yeah you had that quick restart that didn't count against your strokes, <laughs> which is like pretty much the perfect thing for me. Yes. Uh, in a golf game. 
uh, and it really made it feel like a puzzle game. Oh my gosh, this seems like Sam is playing compliments to a golf game. <laughs> I'm glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> Let's get to the three by threes. My first good point. Nice attention to detail. Like it is so, I want to make sure I'm using the term correctly, juicy. Is that mm. what game people say? But when you get the ball in the hole, yeah. there's just something really pleasing about it, like confetti sprays instantly. There's like a like, nice little plunk effect as well. <laughs> right. Right. It's completely against the rules of physics. Like you can hit the ball pretty hard and it goes straight in and like as soon as the ball touches the hole, it's in. Yeah. Which at first I was like, oh, this is a completely inaccurate representation of the game of golf. But the more I played it, I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. It I like feels it. Good. I yeah. changed my mind. I've been getting a little tired of the 8-bit graphics lately. Mm-hmm. But when the motion is really fast and well done in ways that you know, it's not limiting the actual gameplay, which I feel like most 8-bit games tend to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really pleasing to look at and it works from like a speed perspective. And I'd much rather have a highly performant 60 frames per second game in lower resolution rather than a higher resolution game that performs at like 12 frames per second, right? Yeah. Think of like PUBG. Great looking game, but sometimes runs like a dog. Runs like a slow so, dog. <laughs> runs like you've accidentally pressed crouch. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, I feel like the 8-bit graphics really work for me in this game. Concur. Interesting twist on the standard golf game. To begin with, I thought, oh, it's just an 8-bit version of golf. That's fun. And then you start getting exciting things. Like I said, lasers. There's sort of like a travelator. It'll zoom your ball off in a single direction. Sometimes flips directions. Teleporters. Mm. Sort of a little bit like um, cas- casual, casatrophic. What was the game that I wanted to like? Causality. Causality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teleporters, um, replicators, unlockers, little sticky pads, stuff like that. You know, it yeah. gets pretty arcadey pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. And I like that. I like the good balance between uh, it being a puzzle game and it being a, a golf game. So normally, if it tends to be a golf game... Like I mentioned before, the the stroke count really gets to me. It like stresses me out. Um, but balancing that with the puzzle aspect and being the completionist I am, I need to get things under par or like at par and in the best of scenarios. So it really felt like a puzzle game with skill involved in which the better you are, the better you'll do. Uh, so that was like a nice little... Uh, a feather on the hat of nano golf as you're golfing your golf visor <laughs> yeah put a feather in your visor <laughs> it's good advice for the world onto the bad threes for whatever reason as briefly stated the app keeps crashing mm. so the main puzzle for me was actually how to start the game without it crashing i would say nine times out of ten it shows a splash screen for a second and then crashes straight away so I had to do like a delicate balance of force quitting the app, start the app, don't touch anything, and then, oh, and then you can touch it and then you can play. But anytime you would background the app and come back to it, it would freeze and you couldn't get back into it. If you completed a world, the trophy screen, was no, there was no way to get past the trophy screen without force quitting the app. So for whatever reason, my experience was, this is a very poorly QA'd game. Mm. This may be because I'm on the beta iOS program, but yeah, 11.3 has been out for a while and it worked fine on your phone. 
So something, something's going something's on. Something's going on. Something's weird. Yeah. yeah. I did see a couple of reports in the App Store reviews of like, hey, this game crashes a lot, so other people have experienced this. But, mm. but not I. But I would say, before you pay the two ninety nine to remove the ads, make sure you can play it for a little bit without it crashing. Because I jumped straight to removing the ads. Because like, yes, a golf game. Of course I'm going to pay for it. And then, because it's so crashy, even if I was not a professional games reviewer, I might be a little bit more mad at this game. So one of my bad points, as a puzzle game, uh, I wasn't able to proceed to the next level if I was stuck on one of the on one of the levels. Um, yes, and I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to go about things. I feel like Campfire Cooking had like a really good paradigm where even if you didn't finish the levels in order, if you just finished all the levels in any order you wanted, you can still progress to the next map mm. after you finish an X amount. Yeah. But this totally closes you off before you can actually experience the, the other levels. Um, yes. yes. And I don't know if that's necessarily... I can't even see what the feel of the next golf courses would be to get me excited, right? Yeah. Yeah, like like you can with, say, a two dots, you can scroll further up the map and see... Exactly. Oh, and get a sense... jungle world coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or not. Right, and and I, I'm not able to really preview any of the new mechanics that might come up. But I guess like that's fine. I'm just not able to see any of the any of the other maps. Yeah. Um, so that that's a little negative for me. Yeah, agreed. Once you're playing a course, you cannot see what the par is for that course. Mm. You can only see it when you're when you're back out onto the world overview, and you can see the par for each course. But you're rarely on that screen. Most of the time, you're just playing through each level, and there's no way to see the par, which is probably something you like. <laughs> but I would get, oh, double bogey. And I was like, oh, what? How do I know that I should have got double bogey? It'll count your strokes and give you a maximum number of strokes in the top left corner, but it won't actually tell you what's par for that course. Yeah, that was a little confusing because I yeah. thought that stroke number was actually the par, but it's actually yeah, you would, wouldn't you? just how many strokes that you have for the course. Yeah, before it resets. Bef- yeah, before then, you have to either see an ad to reset or get extra number of strokes. Um, but yeah, like I felt that was a missed opportunity because they can easily just put... As a golf professional, put- I need to know the par. <laughs> <laughs> they can easily just put in another number right there and it would be the par. Um, but yeah, it's very odd. Give me the par. Also, uh, for me, another negative was the ad experience. Like, I guess this is just goes for like all ad experience. Um, I actually didn't end up paying for it. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but I think I will because I, I like the I like the game quite a bit. But the ad experience seems to be whenever you restart or whenever you get to the next level. That's like mm. uh, where it it faces you with an ad, which is pretty normal, but. I don't know, for some reason, like the mix of seeing a full 8-bit interface and then all of a sudden seeing like really cheesy ads just was really jarring. Um, and I don't think that's at fault with the with the game, just at fault with the ad network itself. Yeah, I saw some complaints on the App Store, people saying the ad load is pretty heavy. But that is really all the complaints I have about it. Yeah. I enjoyed this game. Before we do our final seven-day ratings... How far did you actually get into the game? I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. So a prime opportunity to play more games? I wasn't no. actually able to play that much. That sounds like the opposite of a vacation to me. But I did play up to Twilight Labs, which is the second map. Um, I am on hole 24. 
I am trying to get the game to start. So Uh-oh. bear with me one moment, please. Sometimes if it gets into just a crash loop, sometimes opening another app first to like push it off the stack entirely works. So the crash loop. That sounds like a good science fiction book. Yeah, it's a new, new one from James S.A. Corey. Or James Patterson novel, Crash Loop. <laughs> new York Times bestseller. Oh boy. So you're on Twilight Labs, which is World 2. World 2. Oh, I am on World 4, Dune Relics. Nice. Level 67. <laughs> wow. So you're at the end of the road. Yeah. Close to the end of the road. Yeah. That actually does look like end of the road to me. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have away. updates. Yeah, I wonder too. Seven day rating for me is a four. I think if I had my normal time of actually playing, I would have played a lot more. I will continue to play. Sam like the golf game. Yeah, this is nice. I really like the puzzle aspect of it. I will be playing more of it. Um, wow. This is unprecedented. <laughs> four out of seven for me. Nice. I am a six out of seven, but I, with the caveat, try it before you pay for it. It was one full day of crashing. crashes just for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. They just dumped it on me for some reason. And I can't work out why. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did realize I'm not on 11.3. Ah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's asking me to download 11.3. All right, Edwin. Okay. Great. So we're back into the high rating games. <laughs> what do you got for me this week? Oh boy. You are going to hate me. <laughs> Edwin. Oh, I'm so scared by this this giggle of glee from Sam. You have seven days to play my Tamagotchi forever. (laughs) Oh boy. I missed the Tamagotchi craze the first time around. Oh, you're going to love this. It's like having a child. (laughs) Play, care, and share. Let me read you the description. (laughs) Why? Raise your very own Tamagotchi characters and share your adventures with your friends. All things you hate. I'll sure be sure to do that. <laughs> your Tamagotchi character needs your daily care to stay healthy and happy. Keep it well-fed, washed, and entertained. And then meet other Tamagotchi friends in town for more fun. But don't forget to put your character to bed. <laughs> it's wow. been 20 years since the West first fell under the Tamagotchi spell. Okay, this is getting into the story. The West. The phenomenon is now spreading love to a whole new generation of caring fans with its first ever free-to-play mobile game. Oh, I thought it was going to tell something about the story, mm, but it's yeah. not. Oh, All right. Too bad. There it is. Thanks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> My Tamagotchi forever. <laughs> I mean, I did enjoy Nekuatsume, so maybe this, mm. maybe caring. Like, I can't care for things in the real world, but maybe in an entirely simulated world through my six inch screen i can care for things my suspicion is that it will take all the bad things <laughs> that you like about nekatsume or that you didn't like about <laughs> nekatsume and then expand them into a daily chore <laughs> yeah <laughs> before we go things of the week sam you've been on vacation have you had time to even consider doing something that's not vacation based i i've realized well there's a couple of things so i realized that i am now addicted not addicted but i need to sleep with my airpods on my ears that's weird okay and i listen to like these binaural sounds do i'm not sure i actually know what a binaural sound is so binaural just means that i know it's a pearl jam album it's uh, late 90s (laughs) it's recorded in a way that um is captured accurately to when it's played back it sounds like you're there. 
So if you think about binaural microphones, these are like these microphones that look like a, a pair of ears on the sides, right? I think a company called like 3D, I think it's called like 3DO or something like that. They make um, like these popular binaural microphones that look like a set of ears, sometimes even a head where people use to like record ASMR sounds. <laughs> Super weird. Right, so it's very accurate stereo reproduction of right. sounds. But I think I binaural also means that they could be two different sounds that's happening oh, in your ears. Mm-hmm. And what it's supposed to do, it's it's supposed to, at the frequency that the, that the sounds play, it will then make your brain do things. <laughs> wow. Can you cut me off a piece of that one? So this is the one that I used to sleep, so I might actually fall asleep when I, when I start playing this. <laughs> well, that's awful. <laughs> and how long does this go on for? So this goes for 20 minutes, but it's an endless loop. Oh, so you loop it. I loop it, yeah. There's one for... It sounds like the opening of a Pink Floyd truck. Here, here's one for energy boost. There's a little bit of rain happening there. There's more rain, less than... Oh, okay, interesting. Sounds, it kind of sounds like the beginning of an Enya track. <laughs> it does. <laughs> now, why do you prefer that over, say, just white noise? I'm a big white noise boy. So much that I've made my own app. Right. So I'm uh, still listening white noise all night. White noise is not calming to me. For whatever reason. Yeah, it's yeah. like very harsh. And I like the the more macro uh, variations. I don't like the variations because they keep me awake because I listen to the variations. Right. The... So I don't like big variations as well. And this, was, this is really the only one That's that I found spot. where... Mm. It has just enough variation, but not enough that's abrupt to wake me up. Yeah. And then when the AirPods are close to having no battery, it goes, battery, low! Or <laughs> it just goes Bluetooth, away. unconnected. Yeah. So my, my, my ritual at like 5 a.m. <laughs> is to look around my bed to see where the AirPods are. Because <laughs> they have fallen off somewhere. Sleepily patting around. <laughs> and I quickly put them back into the cradle and then fall asleep again. It's totally horrible for my actual sleep cycle. <laughs> Starts off well, ends worse. Yeah, but I feel like I get a deeper sleep with it on. It's, <laughs> whether it's true or not, psychological, hey, it works for me. <laughs> oh, okay, I have a bunch of things. What shall I pick? A few weeks back, I mentioned that I was watching the Harry Potter septology. Probably Alfonso the word for Alfonso Cuaron. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of the show, Drew Peterson, sent us a... A, a YouTube video, uh, Mikey at the Movies, where he kind of deconstructs a little bit of The Prisoner of Azkaban. I'll put that in the show notes, because that is actually, is actually a very good video. Unlike some of the other, you know, cinema YouTube channels, like mm-hmm. Every Frame of Painting or Nerdwriter, which are pretty serious and, I don't know, interesting, but it's all very, very stern. And look at me. Look at what Stanley Kubrick has done in this fantastic video. Look at how much information that I found from Wikipedia and regurgitating <laughs> them to you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mikey the Movies has a little little bit more comedic effect going on. I will give you permission to skip the first minute and a half where he does a Hamilton-style rap about Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Wasn't crazy about that. 
Once you get past that, though, it's a pretty interesting sort of 10-minute video. Yeah, I really appreciated it. I think I, I've watched a couple of his stuff before, mainly because he used to be the head writer for Gearbox Software that used to make the games like Borderlands. Um, yes. And he also made like a bunch of skits with uh, Anthony Birch, who makes Hey Ash, What You Playing? Um, I'm sure this means something to somebody. <laughs> but yeah. Shout out to you. I think it's Movies with Mikey. Yes. Um, movies with Mikey is really Wait, good. Is that, is that what I said? You said Mikey at the movies. Oh, because another podcaster does Mike at the movies. Okay, yes, this is Movies with Mikey. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really good. I'm glad that you uh, linked that episode because that was really good because then i actually ended up watching prisoner of azkaban again oh yeah really good movie yeah and you can find out his theory about why prisoner of azkaban meant that the avengers got made oh so watch Mm. the youtube video for that i don't remember that part in the video (laughs) very interesting (laughs) excellent information retention sam (laughs) something about joss whedon go see the youtube clippy thing uh what else am i gonna pick couple of tv things first is not a recommendation but merely a observation merely a a note say that gimlet's first tv project is now out on abc alex inc which you want to say it like egg inc come on you know you want to alex inc (laughs) if you were listening to gimlet's very popular startup show which was what four years ago now i think which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. It does seem very, very recent because they're now on season five or six of Startup. That's right, yeah. This is not a good show, but <laughs> interesting in the grander scheme of the podcast world where, we see, where we're seeing more and more podcasts being adapted to TV. And this is probably the biggest, glossiest version of that so far. So worth a look. It's actually, you know, my boyfriend said, who is, couldn't care less about podcasts. He doesn't even listen to this show. He was like, that was actually okay. Where I was livid because I <laughs> recognized all the moments from the actual startup podcast, which was amazing and captivating yeah. and like so raw and like real. And this is just a glossy sitcom mm. played for laughs. And it's just, oh, ew. made by Zach Braff or Zach Braff is an actor. Right? Zach Braff is Alex Bloomberg. That said, worth checking out. You know, it's a 20 minute sitcom. All right. Culturally interesting. Comedically not. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no trial and error. <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> Second little plug is Atlanta is midway through season two. <laughs> it's still, I'm going to say it, it's the best thing on TV right now. Oh, really? It's, yeah. I'm, I, I'm wrapping up season one. I think we're going to look back on it as kind of the arrested development of its time. Mm. I think we can look back on it in five, ten years and it's still going to be fresh relevant. and relevant and exciting. Unlike... I saw you put Brooklyn Nine Nine in the show in the show notes. What are you talking terrible. about? <laughs> so I ended up buying uh, oh, God. seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine because I don't want to pay for a Hulu subscription. <laughs> also, I have the benefit of being able to download it on my phone and just watching it on the bus whenever I need to feel happy about my day. <laughs> it's a silly show, yeah, right. but it knows its place. <laughs> yes, I can't stop. I can't help myself from doing is recognizing that it's shot in LA. Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, so not hey, shot in New York. <laughs> hey, we're on the corner of Vanderbilt and Prospect. Like, that's that's a, a set. Those roads are parallel. And B, you have this giant, like, 20-foot wide road with masses of parking. Like, no. They take some liberties. That's fine. So did Seinfeld. Absolutely. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen a bit of it. 
It's okay. It's just my comfort thing. Yeah. It's 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 a comfort show. I don't think it's uh, I'm watching it in any sort of uh, <laughs> gravitas. <laughs> wow, this is a really accurate depiction of police procedurals. <laughs> exactly. That sergeant is really means like he's going to do business. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, anything with Terry Crews, I think you can take it with a happy grain of salt. <laughs> Are you still playing PUBG, Sam? Uh, I am still playing PUBG, but not recently because I was on vacation, but kind of wanting <laughs> and to you get... wanted to relax, not and not put yourself in a high-stress game situation. Not be in full clench 24-7. <laughs> I, I have access to the, the smaller map that just came out. Ah. Oh, this is not on the phone, though. This, this is not on the phone. No, no. Yep. Sorry, mobile gaming audience. Yeah. This is not for you, right? I am no. on the PC PUBG. That seems like the wrong way around. That seems like very playable. That should be a mobile experience first. Because the mm. smaller map, quicker games, you know, that just seems far more suitable for a mobile environment rather than a PC first. I just don't think that they have it fully baked in as this is going to be a good alternate experience for people to play um, fleshed out on the PC. And I think that's probably gonna, the approach that they're going to take. It's Let's see if this works from a PC perspective. If it does, let's bring it over to mobile, which Seems again, way around, doesn't think. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually playing this quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I am now level 13. What? Whoa. That's right. You have overtaken me. Yeah. Maybe we can play a quick duo game after this. We'll do. All right. Let's finish this damn show and then we can go play some video games. <laughs> yeah. You have seven days to play. <laughs> Endure. My Tamagotchi Fever. No, I, I was going to say my Tamagotchi Fever, which is what you're going to have after this. Uh, my Tamagotchi Forever. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and recommend us some games that we should play at 7 Days to Play. Follow us on Instagram. Sam might someday put something up there at I 7 can. Days to Play. And don't email us. 7 Days to Play.